We are sleuthing your Rome vacation. We hit some of the iconic locations along with some incredible restaurants. And we go behind the scenes of the first distillery in Myrtle Beach, which pays respects to the end of Prohibition. Then we head to Orlando to the PGA show to show you what your golf driver may look like in the future. We are driving you from Rome to Orlando with food, drink, fun, and golf. Salute! We are in Rome. This place is loaded with amazing food, wine, and culture. Now, in this episode, we are going to take you to an ancient theater and an ancient amphitheater, plus the forum where Caesar was buried. And you will get to indulge your palate in two outstanding eateries for Roman food and drink. First, we drink in Rome's ancient past at the Colosseum. The Gladiator Arena is Rome's most thrilling and popular ancient site. It dates back 2,000 years to 80 AD. You can walk around most of this monumental structure and make sure to stop and take it all in now and remember what it was then, a 50,000-seat amphitheater that was clad in travertine marble. And you can feel the history and the stories here in a very palpable way. You'll see some of the old travertine. Most of it was covered with centuries of pollution and nature. And they are working to clean it now, which you can see in certain places that have already been restored. Imagine, too, the seats covered by a huge canvas awning that encircled the arena. Now, all of this was built over an underground complex where animals were caged and stage sets prepared. The games involved gladiators fighting wild animals or each other. Now, you can also enjoy the Coliseum on a night tour. Our jet setter friend, Kathy Ray, sent us these photos and she raves about it. Check ahead of time since weather can cancel the night tours. A short walk nearby is another must, the Roman Forum. This is an impressive sprawl of ruins that was ancient Rome's central district filled with temples, basilicas, and vibrant public marketplaces. Yeah, and this is really where the Roman Empire began. It was originally a marshy burial ground developed in the 7th century BC. And Roman technology made the forum free from flooding with an underground drainage system. And the result was this huge government, commerce, and entertainment meeting spot for different local tribes and ethnicities who would create what would become the social, political, and commercial hub of the Roman Empire. Julius Caesar was cremated and then buried here, and you can almost hear the eulogy given by Mark Antony echoing through the air. Now, there are some celebrated arches here. The Arch of Constantine, dedicated in 315 AD, is the largest Roman triumphal arch. And the Arch of Titus, built in the first century AD, has inspired many famous arches, including the Arc de Triomphe in Paris, France. The Forum wasn't rediscovered until the 19th century, and excavation work has been continuing ever since. Again, take time to stop, look around, and take it all in. As you walk in the steps of the ancient Romans here, you will begin to see why they say, all roads lead to Rome. Not far away is the Teatro Marcello, a Roman theater. 
known as the Jewish Colosseum because it resides in the Jewish ghetto, even though construction started under Julius Caesar. It is near to the Piazza Venezia and is also home to a popular summer festival. It's worth a walk around inside on your own. Or if you prefer, there are plenty of tours. We recommend signing up online ahead of time. Finding one when you arrive on site can be daunting when you consider the popularity. Our Jet Setter guide, Tanya Grigg, says plan ahead. Well, they need to go through the reviews. I mean, go through the bad boys and stuff. Other than that, through experience, through friends. Like, if a family person recommends, that is the best way to find a good guide, I think, you know. You have experience with us and you can, you know, like, I believe how people recommend than the site. Sometimes in the websites, you find wrong information, you know. A tour guide should definitely speak good English if they're looking for an English tour or a Spanish tour. And local guides are the best, you know, because they know what they're talking about. Talking and enjoying locals is something you should embrace. Romans are very friendly and helpful. Tanya offers some key Italian words that you'll want to know before you go. Yes, I mean, ciao is the first thing. <laughs> if you can say ciao and buongiorno, which is very common, you don't have to be scared to even to say ciao to a stranger. If somebody's passing by, Italian or not, even an American in Italy, you have to say ciao. That's the first thing. Uh, the, the experience we've had, especially compared to other countries, is that in Rome, people are approachable here. It's actually, they're more friendly yes, to talk to tourists. Very yes. uh, you have to, we even have to say hi to the dogs that they walk, you know? Very friendly. <laughs> uh, you don't find dogs trapped inside the house uh, because everything is connected. You feel home, you know? Now, I am, I am an immigrant, but I never missed home because everybody is friendly. Of course, the best way is to sit down and eat with the Romans. And we have two musts in Rome's nearby Centro Storico section that both locals and tourists alike love. Now, the first is Bar Rosanna, 1946. And Rosanna, whose family started this, is still cooking here with her son as the fourth generation. They have also done some traveling, too. Notice the license plates from their trips. But here at Rosanna 1946, you will feel like a local. Notice the traditional combo of espresso and grappa. We opted for this quintessential sandwich, a perfect panini. That's right, crispy bread combined with melted mozzarella, juicy tomatoes, and cool basil. Truly delightful. And it went great with this, a local white wine you can only get in Rome, Frascati. And it's fabulous, light and unique. It's a combo of Chablis, Sauvignon Blanc, and Pinot Grigio with a hint of bubbles. Now here's our first undercover jet setter tip for you. At Rosanna 1946, Frascati is not on the wine by the glass list. But if you ask, they will open a bottle for you and pour you a glass. Say hello to the bartender, Junie, and tell him we sent you. Next, you must hit Roscioli Salamaria. Crowds of Roman palates don't lie. Yeah, make a reservation even if it's a weekday afternoon. That is how popular this place is. It went from zero to packed in a matter of minutes. 
Naturally, we dipped into some local wines here too. The Sangiovese Toscano Rosa from Toscano is a classic Chianti style, medium bodied wine that will complement any meal. Want a white? Try Verdicchio from the Marsh District. It tastes like a Sauvignon Blanc combined with a Viognier. To start, our waiter brought us warm focaccia and this beautiful soft cheese drizzled with olive oil and a little pepper on the house. And they live up to their Salamaria name. There is a book of a menu to order cheeses and cold cuts from. Just look at how fresh this selection is. The meals here are classic Roman. Get the Biz di Mariozzo. These are two little warm, soft buns filled with robiola cheese, black braid pork, and anchovies from the Cantabric Sea. It is an explosion of taste that hits your palate on all levels salty, herby, sweet, sour, and savory. Next, we chose the pasta Cacio e Pepe, and it is simply pasta with cheese and pepper. But it is anything from simple in flavor. Here at Rosholi, the pasta is cooked to perfection, al dente. And that is the key to making this dish. Now, you may see some online reviews where people say the pasta is undercooked. It is not. Absolutely correct. It is what perfectly al dente should be. And the divine flavor bomb comes from the crunchy saltiness of the pecorino cheese, along with the hot and sweet spice of the pepper. They use three different kinds here. Now, we needed some dessert, but we thought、eh, we'd hold off since we still had to eat dinner. Our waiter had other plans for us, though. He showed up with this biscotti in a decadent chocolate sauce, and it was superb. The chocolate was creamy and rich, while the biscotti was made with, get this, red wine. What a perfect combo. And again, this was complimentary from the kitchen. Grazie, Roscioli. Te amo. And if you have a food allergy or intolerance like gluten, the menu shows all the details and they will help you make the right choices. Getting around Rome is fairly easy, and there are several modes of transportation available. We suggest walking. It is a fun way to see the local facets of the city, and you will want to walk off all that yummy food that you've been eating, too. Taxis are plentiful. Hail one from the street or use this app, My Free Taxi. Find it in the App Store under Free Now My Taxi. You can hook up your credit card, and it works just like Uber. If you are grabbing a cab on the street, keep in mind that most only take cash, so have it on hand. Now, if taxis aren't in your budget, you can also use the bus or the metro. The bus will get you closer to your destination. The metro in Rome has only two lines, so you may end up walking a bit more if you decide to take that. Keep in mind to have comfy walking shoes, as many streets are cobblestones and uneven. Now, if you feel like biking it, Uber offers Jump, electric bikes that you can pick up and drop off around the city. Just download the Jump by Uber app from the App Store so you can access it. And those are your jet setter tips for getting around Rome. Prego! Next, we dash down to Myrtle Beach for the opening of a new distillery that has local spirits. They also give us some great cocktails and some history that led to the end of Prohibition. And welcome back, everybody. We now head to Myrtle Beach to the 1233 distillery that has, well, a lot of history. 
It is the first legal distillery in Myrtle Beach area, but it pays homage to all the illegal ones from the 1920s. This is a first for the Myrtle Beach area. It's a distillery. So we checked it out. You should too. Head to Little River to the 1233 distillery. And here we, um, it's a craft production distillery, so it's actually considered a micro craft distillery, meaning we do everything ourselves. We bottle and we label. So from start to finish, we do it. And it's pretty cool. You get to take a tour and hear all about the making of vodka, gin, rum, bourbon, and whiskey, made locally with local grains, spices, and herbs. Now, the place is pristine and history is all over. I mean, who can go wrong with reminders to enjoy drinking from Papa, Faulkner, and Winnie? Even the distillery name screams cheers for the end of a dry era. We're 1233 Distillery. The Prohibition era took place in the 20s and went into the early 30s. So Prohibition era ended on December of 1933, so 12 of 33, and that's where our name roots from. Hidden in the walls is a replica speakeasy from Prohibition that requires a specific password. Listen and tell us in the comments what the password on this day means. Wolfsgood. And voila! This is our speakeasy. This is where private VIP tours come in and get to enjoy a private experience, um, exclusively taking them back into the 1920s and early 30s when speakeasies existed. Even local South Carolina prohibition history is honored as well. Right, so our Mullet Creek Silver Rum um, is named after the Mullet Creek right here in Little River. So during the Prohibition era, people would, the rum runners would um, go three miles out into international um, territory where they could smuggle in rum from the Caribbean and take it back and drink it in local speakeasies. And a lot of the time, um, people from up north would come down. There's rumors of famous people, even the president coming down and, um, you know, smuggling in rum. So it's a lot of it's really fascinating to learn about. And you can buy and take home seven freshly distilled spirits. Yeah, but what about the taste? So the way we're going to um, taste these, you're just going to nose it, just get a little whiff on the nose, take a little sip, let it roll to the back of your throat, swallow it, and then blow out like you're blowing on a candle. We brought in some friends with discriminating palates, and what did they think? Okay, so what was your favorite? From this, uh, so far I like the gin and the rum. Uh, the six rum, the six flavor rum. Uh-huh. So there's, those were very good. I never had gin before, but I mean once in a while. But gin was really good taste. All right. So would you recommend this to anybody? Come out here. Come come out. Yeah, here? sure. We have a friend. He always drinks gin. So we'll we definitely tell him go get try that one. Okay. So what was your favorite? So tough choice. I'll tell you one thing. All, all of them are very good, okay? I'll tell you, the restitution and the gin. So you like the gin and then also the rye? Rye. Okay. I'm not a rye drinker, but this is a good rye. Wow. How'd you enjoy the tour? Awesome. They did a nice job, very nice job. So you being in the business, this, this was impressive to you? Absolutely. Talk to me about that. Absolutely. 
The thing is, I go to tasting everything. Okay, with my liquor salesman. But this trying a variety of different products, excellent packaging. So, what was uh, what was your favorite here? Oh, gin, absolutely. Yeah, why is that? Uh, not a big drinker. I drink every now and then. Uh, it has very distinct taste. I love it. Uh, the flavors you get in your mouth is just amazing. Um, and uh, never even knew that actually, you know, there is a way to taste your liquor. Okay, that was very impressive. It, it, it brings more flavor in your mouth. Uh, amazing. Yep. Now you're you're a pharmacist. Yep. So would you would you recommend this as a as a medication? Um, it, it's it's all about the quantity and the time. Okay. A uh, little bit of tasting never hurts anybody. You know, it makes you happy. You know, so everything is good. Cool. AJ, what were your favorites? The gin and the rum. Now why is that? The gin had so many flavors that I'm used to in my home cooking from India cardamom and some of the spices they had in there. I suppose uh, the rum had some spices in it too, so it was really cool. Now, would you would you come in and, and buy those bottles and then use them at home? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I've already ordered two bottles. Um, it, it's really cool because we produce, right now, seven different spirits, and we will eventually produce more, but you know, people who don't drink certain spirits, they try them and they're, they're generally pleased with them, so that was the reaction we were hoping for. What was interesting was the top pick was the gin. So gin isn't generally a popular spirit, but everyone who's come in here tries it and loves it, and we've actually sold more gin bottles than any other spirit. Now we would suggest the Jojo Gin for a gin and tonic. Now right next to it, the Three Peppers Vodka would be killer for Bloody Marys. And both rums would be essentials for your Mai Tais. And 1233 has their own cocktail recipes using their spirits. This is the Shags Like a Minx, named after the Dance of the South, at least we think. <laughs> it has their intemperance vodka, pink papaya powder, simple syrup, and cucumber. You will want this on a hot southern summer day. Now, they will give you the ingredients, but not the measures, so you might have to do some mixology sleuthing with your palate. Before you plan a trip to the 1233 distillery, there are some restrictions that you should know about. Right. So, unfortunately, South Carolina state laws prohibit us from being open past 7 p.m. Um, what people don't generally understand is we are not a bar, we are a distillery, so we have to follow the same laws as liquor stores do. So we can't be open on Sundays, um, we can't serve more than three ounces per person per day, which is more than people think it is, but it's still a restriction. So three ounces is either a flight of spirits, like you just saw, um, plus one cocktail, or two cocktails, or you can do our mini cocktail flight, which is four different of our signature cocktails. Um, so four mini drinks essentially in one, and those all equal three ounces. And we have to explain that to everyone who walks in because most people aren't familiar with the laws, um, but people are generally okay with <laughs> having just two drinks and then um, you know, relaxing for a little bit. Still, that shouldn't stop you from stopping in. Here's their site. Plus, they are on Facebook and Instagram. And we will be back for more cocktails with more friends. And don't forget to drop us a comment below about what you think the password means. So, did you get the password? It was Volstead. And 
that refers to the Volstead Act, which ended prohibition in December of 1933, thus the 1233 name. Yep. Well, from a little bit of history to the future of golf clubs. <laughs> and we see what your driver for those big tee shots will look like very soon. We're at the PGA Show uncovering major new tech when it comes to your driver. Lynx Golf is literally changing the face of the driver. Murray Tonry explained it to John. Okay, what we've done is we've developed the new Prowler uh, VT, which is with, with uh, switch face technology. And the idea of this is to actually create a perfect and true loft, which has never been achieved before. And the reason we're doing this is because when you have adjustable tip adapters, you either have to open or close the club face to actually create draw and fade bias. By doing that, you're actually losing accuracy as well. And the reason you're doing that is because the only way to get a true loft is actually to increase the loft like that. So, and there isn't a tip adapter in the world that can do that. So what we've done at Lynx is develop switch face technology. And you can see from the front here, this has um, uh, five screws uh, positioned in the correct pressure points that, that means you can detach the face of the driver. And just to show you an example of this, is the faces that you'll be able to buy. So you have five screws within that, but none of the screws will come out. So we will have lofts which are eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12. So if you wanted to get a true loft, then the best way to do is, is to switch the driver face. And then that way, the club face will always be square to target rather than have a, a, a closed or open head. Okay, L let me ask you this then, because when you, when you change the hosel and you change the loft through the hosel, you're really not getting the true, the no. true loft. No, you're, 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 you're actually getting a loft that you perceive as true. And, and the worst thing you can have is that when you open the club face or you close the club face, the first thing any golfer does is actually then sit it square to the target, which sort of defeats the object of actually adjusting it in the first place. So the idea of this is that you, you put a, a, a true loft face on it, which is switch face technology from Lynx, and then you put, you put the ball, the club will always sit square to the target and you're creating, you're creating the correct and true loft that only links can actually achieve. And the beauty about this is going forward, we will also create faces that will have two degrees open or one degree closed, and then there'll be different options that you can get. And as part of the launch package, which will be in June and July, we will give everybody a free face of their, of their choice. Okay, um, let me ask you this, because it seems so simple that we didn't realize this before, that you know, changing the, the loft through the hosel really didn't make a lot of sense. And when you show me that, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. We, we still do tip adapters in some of our drivers because it is important to be able to adjust if, if, if you want to adjust the driver. However, um, if, if you don't actually get, um, if you don't actually, if you don't actually have it square at impact, then you're losing accuracy. And that's the idea of this driver. You can, you can create a draw and a fade with it using true loft technology, which is through switch face technology. Okay. Now you said the RNA is, is behind all this, right? We've They're fine. A, yeah, we've had initial conversations with the RNA about six months ago. They're fully aware of what we're doing. They've asked us to make a couple of slight adjustments. One of them is to actually have the, uh, the, the actual loft 
and the fact it's square actually on the face and we, we've been able to do that. Um, they've also suggested that all the screws must, must fit, fit absolutely true to the face and we're in the process of achieving that. We all, we've already got very close to it. So there's a couple of little minor adjustments we've got to make which we're working on and then, then we're ready to go. All right, let me ask you this. So if I buy this, will I be able to actually do the putting the new face on there myself or do I have to have somebody else do it for you? No, me? you can do it. The only thing you can't do is like any adapter that is out in the market, you can't change this during competition. Okay, so for a friendly game of golf with your friends, you can change this any time because you're not playing in competition. It'll take about three minutes to change this. Literally, you have you have a um, you'll have a torque wrench that mm -hmm. changes it. You'll know when it's actually screwed in correctly because it actually will click. It'll on do it. the click like it It'll normally do does. Click like all the others. Yeah. Okay. All right. And this is coming out when? This will be available uh, probably June, July will be our launch date around the globe. Okay, and what's cost going to be for the whole package? Uh, the cost for the whole package would be the suggested selling price would be five hundred and twenty-five dollars, um, and then but you get a free face which is worth one hundred and twenty dollars. Okay, with the okay. initial launch. Super, sounds good. Now, have you been hitting this? Uh, unfortunately, I'm left-handed, and it's not available left-handed. Oh my but, God! But every but it will be available left-handed, I'm sure, at some point. But uh, yeah, everybody that's hit it, we launched it at the demo day to the media. Everybody that hit it, were, were, hit it was very, very surprised with the, with the performance. And we've had people hit it inside as well. And uh, um, all we're saying is that it is a hot product that goes a long way and is very accurate. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Best of luck to you guys. Lovely. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. So, you got a chance to hit it. What did you think? Well, I tell you, I, I like the feel of it, but... I like the idea more of changing out the loft easily. Now, I'd love to hit it a few more times because I think it would certainly help. Absolutely, and with your name on it, you need to hit a long <laughs> drive. Well, you would think so, but still, I'm a little bit better around the green. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining us as we took you all over the place in this episode. Keep watching this channel. There's more where this came from, and cheers. Cheers. <laughs>